Hello and welcome to Sono Podcast Masadame, the fate of that podcast, where I'm making my family go on a 50-day adventure across the world to Egypt with me. I'm Vain Tazetta. I'm Russell Cooper. I'm Herb. And we had the uh, delight of getting to all three of us watch the uh, episodes together in one room today. So this we're is our special. This is our special Thanksgiving episode. Yes, Vane and I are sitting inches away from each other as we are recording this. I'm also a little excited because we're doing this like early in the day. And when we record, I'd, by the time my meds have worn off and my brain has turned to gush. So we have it, Adderall boy today. Yeah. So I, I was have a question that I was saving for this. Uh, oh, my computer is trying to restart. Remind me again in 12 hours. Okay. Okay. Um, Sorry about that. Quality podcast content. Yes. Well, you know, it's it's as it happens. So the question I was saving while I was watching that I wanted to ask on uh, when we were recording, and this is just because, you know, I have such a bad memory from uh, from episode to episode. Is Dio like responsible for causing the stands or does he just kind of hook into the Joe Star family stands? I didn't quite understand something, how that was. something because his body is Jonathan's and Jonathan's body has a connection to the Joe Star bloodline, etc., etc. <laughs> right. And that's what they made it sound like in the preview in the first couple of episodes, but now they're almost making it sound like Dio is like controlling the stands somehow. I know we're not supposed to look too deeply into it, but so I also actually so also if if uh, if Dio were dead and like, first of all, would Holly and the Joe Star still have stands? And second of all, I know that they're saying that Holly won't be sick, but will she still have the stand? Okay, so I don't know what has and hasn't been established in what we've seen so far, but basically stands can come in a few ways. Some people are born with them, like Abdul. Some people are, uh, they develop them during life, usually because of some sort of passion or the Joe stars who got their stands through Dio or other way that I know definitely hasn't been discussed yet. But basically everything with stands as far as their rules and how they work and all of that stuff, uh, the answer is not to think too hard about it because right. the, the consistency will not be there for you. It will not be there to help you. We crave it and it doesn't exist. <laughs> but what you said is a perfect paraphrasing. So some people are born with stands, some people develop stands, and some people have stands thrust upon them. <laughs> So Very that's good. perfect. Okay, so now that we've cleared that up, let's get to our our lovely story so far. Let me think. Uh, yeah. So Holly. So you know, as as I had mentioned, which makes me really sad is they show that Holly has a stand, but you know, this being what it is, that she will never end up using her stand or fighting or anything like that because right, she's she's she's, is, she's girl. She's too weak and wimpy to even control the stand. The fact that she has it, it she's it's just killing her. Yeah, it's it's cited that it's because she has such a a kind and peaceful personality, and stands are the manifestation of your fighting spirit. Right, and women don't have that. Everyone knows that. 
But her, <laughs> her character is particularly egregious, I think, yeah, even for a woman in anime. Yeah. She's she's a woman who lets her son call her a bitch, and it's just like okay. So that that's she's got no fighting spirit. There's she, nothing. She lets her son call her a bitch, and she lets her father brush her teeth. Yeah, which which I hated. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, Russell and I both took notes this time, which is good, because I had the brain to do it. And of course, I didn't take notes. I just come up with random comments at random times. It's okay. So. Mine, mine are never uh, helpful to a conversation. It's just kind of stuff like, one, okay, but like I would also let Dio put some tentacles in my head. Um, <laughs> why, why didn't Joseph pack pants? Jotaro should grow up to become a neurosurgeon using Star Platinum. Menacing spoon. I wrote about the spoon too, but mine just says spoon. <laughs> So, so not a lot of conversation starters in here. I got one that's good. Dio yes. is controlling my brother with his charisma. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. They both said that. We were trying not to commentate too much while we were watching to save our energy, but they were both like, "Oh, that explains Vain." There, there are, there are what? What is this? Five pictures of JoJo behind me right now. Yeah, I have five Dio posters. Or, yeah, Dio, sorry. With, as we've discussed before, one of which is three feet tall and features him shirtless with a prominent bulge in his leather pants. <laughs> I, I am mentally ill. Yes, no, you've simply had a little bit of his cells implanted in your brain. Uh-huh, yeah, wink. Wouldn't you love to get Dio cells implanted somewhere? <laughs> Yeah, so there was there was a lot of disgusting stuff in this episode, and you know, as you've explained, some of the worst of these uh, episodes are apparently cut out by uh, all the uh, American-based yeah. networks. Yeah, but Hulu used to have the version with like all the gore uncensored, and now it doesn't. I was like, oh, maybe Netflix has it since they acquired it as a property for part six, and then they also don't, and then they also just have weird translations. <laughs> so it's like, okay, no gore for us. Are we going back to Hulu then? Well, it doesn't matter. We'll see. Whatever. Maybe we can get a Crunchyroll subscription and write it off as a business expense. Oh, I have a Crunchyroll subscription that I leech off of. Does Crunchyroll have better... Are they uncensored or are they censored also? No, they're also censored. Uh, um, yeah, so it doesn't yeah. really help. It's unfortunate, but we won't get to see our fucking old men with tongues cut out and whatnot. I want to see if they still censor Jotaro smoking. Because he's underage, so they they did do that. Well, they they definitely don't censor overaged woman being attracted to underage boy. I was gonna say that. That was one of my notes about the fucking flight attendants. Uh, well, not to mention the whole comment about um, oh, I forget his name. Who's the who's the guy who had the brain implant? Kakyoen. Kakyoen. Yes, his comment about Holly and. Uh, you know, saying, oh, is there going to be a romantic involvement at some point he's here? Ju- he's just a MILF appreciator. You okay. can't hold it against him. But wouldn't it be great if at the end there was like a wedding? <laughs> but Yeah, but I don't think it would be great if it was between a friend and the friend's mom. <laughs> Jethro's mom has got it going <laughs> on. <laughs> you know oh, who cares? Be, yeah. You know yeah. what would be cool? So Grandpa can use Hamon still, and I think it would be cool if JoJo learned that, because then he would definitely have a leg up against the stand users. It would be cool, but it's bold of you to think even Joseph is going to use it that much. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, we got I a little was really, I was very excited when he did the overdrive. Mm-hmm. 
I really like Abdul just kind of knowing things. Like, he sees the drawing of the fly that Star Platinum made, and he's like, I've seen this fly! Give me your library! And he fucking runs and is able to figure out what fly it is. And then also, somehow, he knows exactly, like how long the thing is going to take to kill Holly and what's going to happen to her over the course of it. He just kind of knows. Well, apparently, supposedly, he's seen this happen before. Yeah, but, like... And, um... When? Why? (laughs) It's not Dio! So why? When? How? (laughs) And, of course, I'm focusing on, um the whole thing with the picture, you know, it's kind of like all those TV shows where they like zoom in on this grainy image and suddenly it has so much more detail. Um, enhancing, enhancing. Right. And, if, you know, it, even even a stand, I mean, it's still a photograph unless he's like using like, as I said, like AI to kind of interpret what's there. But then when he comes up with the fly, it has such detail that you can keep see the stripes on its legs. Right. And so. I think that I think that Star Platinum is completely OP because uh, it's very strong. It's very accurate. It can see everything, and it can draw very well. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah, he's gonna pursue a career in the arts. That's <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's my alarm. Oh, I have a really good note that I forgot to say before. Yeah, I'm surprised the TSA let JoJo bring those guns onto the plane. <laughs> Yeah, from from that other episode, I have some notes. Basically, it's just like, this plane is full of sleeping people. None of them wake up from all this yelling that these men are doing. Like, I know they can't hear the stands, but, like, these men are yelling very much. And everyone's just, like, snoozing. I was also amazed by the fact that this airplane had, like, about 20 aisles and... And it was almost empty. It's like, what world is this where you're on a non-privately chartered airplane and there's like 20 people on it? Also, to be fair to Russell's joke, this was the 80s. TSA was a lot less strict. Uh, It was Mm pre-9-11, I see. Yeah, that's true. I have to remember what time it is. Even so, I don't even think in the 80s airplanes were that uh, were that empty. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of focused on this because, you know, as as one who travels on airplanes occasionally it's like oh i would love to have an airplane that empty as long as it didn't crash yeah and it's like oh God, i was gonna say come airplane, back to me airplanes that are empty tsa stewardesses oh, oh no i just had to look back at my notes so when we first meet kakyoin he's like he does his emerald splash and he's like surprised that Star Platinum can dodge it because he's like, no one just shrugs off my emerald splash. And then he every time he does it, an enemy is just like dodges it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who were you fighting before this, Kakuin? People just without like regular, stands. Yeah, just regular like people. Yeah. <laughs> Children at his school. <laughs> he was just a bully. Jojo is taller than the door to his house. He's 6'5". I don't know how tall a door frame usually that is. That door was like 6'3", then. Well, he was in Japan, so had, it's probably he, shorter than... Yeah. yeah. He had to duck to get out. <laughs> he probably hit his head on it so many times. Yeah. They won't show you that, though. So, how long before where we are in the show uh, did Dio get woken up? Because he has a lot of people working for him. And when did he have the time to do all of this? It's been a few years. I... My brain wants to say either four years or eight years. I don't 
remember the actual number, but he's had a little while to sort of establish himself. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, like, we just saw it happen, and then, like, he already has, like, a whole cult of head tentacle people. Yeah, yeah, and his own personal hag. Yeah, what's with the (laughs) hag? We'll see, we'll see. Every gay man needs their hag, and he took it a little bit too seriously. Ah, okay, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there was a li- so really all of them are con- like all of the guys like um, um, you know Kakio or whatever his name is, and JoJo, and you know all the young guys. It's like all the women are like swooning over them. Yeah, and I think even even senior gets a little bit of uh, of respect from the ladies. Well, okay, is Joseph? You can't. He he he's a he's a good man. Yes. Not not like a good person, but like he ages well. Wasn't yes. that something in like the first season that JoJo is a great man? <laughs> There's something like that about how like what a wonderful man he is, and I mean I, that, that just kind of that was Jonathan was like he was such a good boy with all these great morals, and then I'm thinking about it. Yeah, gener- every, like almost every generation after him is just like the worst piece of shit. No, I know, but I think that someone's it might have been Dio. I think that there was some quote about what a great man Jonathan is. Probably, yeah, probably. The special good boy, oh, yeah. and everyone acknowledges it. So now, okay, so the first one was Jonathan. Uh huh. The second one was Joseph, and yes. the third one is Jotaro. Jotaro. Okay. Yes. And it'll only get more confusing. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm old and it has trouble, especially since their names are so similar. Though, on the other hand, I guess if their names were more different, it would be even harder for me. I mean, Joseph doesn't get called Jojo in this part, so you can just call him by his name. And then if you forget Jotaro's name, he can just be the Jojo now. Right. That's going to be my technique. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing Jojo and Grandpa. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, so, you know, the whole thing, it's like in the airplane, you know, the flight attendants, they got all upset. And then, you know, and then they saw another, like, handsome man and it calmed them down a little bit. And then they saw another handsome man and it calmed them down a little bit. And Like, shock! <laughs> it's great. These adult flight attendants just see these teenagers and they're like, ooh, ooh. Yes, yeah, but... that's, that's what really happens in the world. But I think it's like... And again, as I also commented, sort of skipping ahead a little bit, when they're in the restaurant in Hong Kong and the, quote, French guy sits down who's, like, dressed like a, uh, I don't know, you know, what what that is he's wearing, but, you know, it's like a... Uh, it's like, uh, a, like a leather tube top. <laughs> yes, and obviously this guy's a stand user because normal people don't dress like that. He's way too muscular to not be. Right. I mean... Yeah, obviously he is a stand user, but, like, I like how the part you said was, quote, French, as if he might not be French. He did not look French to me. Ah, Nobody looks like anything in this show except for the ones that are kind of a little bit like racial caricatures. Well, that's the thing. You'd think they'd have made him, like, a racial caricature of, like, Yeah, like, wearing, like, a a striped boat neck top and carrying a baguette instead of a sword. Yeah. Yeah. is, Is French a race? Well, it's an ethnic an ethnicity. Fair enough. It's it's something. Maybe. It's something a thing you can you, make fun of. It's a thing you can be. Yes. Uh, I, allegedly. If this, were an, 
if this were an American show, they would have like totally worked up like the French stereotype. Yeah. I've never met one French person. I've uh, met exactly one French person. Are you sure that they weren't Canadian? How do we know that France is real? Oh, by the way, uh, Russell, do you forget our entire trip to Paris? Didn't meet a single French person there. Yeah, I didn't fucking talk to anyone. <laughs> they could have all also been tourists. <laughs> Even the people who worked in the hotels and the restaurants and the Especially them. Honestly, Dad, how do we even know that we were really in France? Oh, okay, wait. You know how I know France is real? Is because for my birthday, my friend bought me the JoJo manga that is available for purchase in the Louvre, which is a story about a character going to the Louvre. And that's the only proof I have that France is real. But there are pyramids in other parts of the world that also house <laughs> artifacts. <laughs> you got me there. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Unless someone can definitively prove it to me. No, you're right. And I'm, she didn't go there to get the book. I'm sure she got it online. So. Yeah, no, I know. You don't have to convince me. <laughs> so That's going, our fucking takeaway. Going back a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm discussing make, the show that this podcast is about. <laughs> Never. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm kind of trying, trying to bring it home a little bit here, you know. Um, so, yes, I was wondering when they were all getting ready to go to Egypt, who was going to stay with Holly. So it's good that no matter what happens, they can all pull the um, the speed wagon foundation sort of out of a hat. Yeah. If you need someone. Yeah. This, the, the, uh, the, speed the speed wagon, wagon medical foundation. foundation. Yeah. Yeah. The, the speed, wagon, <sighs> speed wagon foundation is just like um, sort of a catch all for any time they need anything. They, yeah. They want to cover a plot hole. They yeah. need a hospice nurse. <laughs> they need money. They need uh, any sort of. Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> I don't understand why they don't just get a plane from the Speedwagon Foundation to get to Egypt then. Oh, because it'll crash. <laughs> because Joseph is cursed. Right, yeah, he can't go on planes ever. <laughs> this, this, this is why, you know, I'm sure he was, he, the boat that they're going to have comes from the Speedwagon Foundation. Yeah, but it's like, you know, hey, the plane didn't work out good and we got into a crash. Let's isolate ourselves in the middle of the ocean where no one can help us. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Even if everything's vetted by the Speedwagon Foundation, it's just like a a silly idea. Can we all agree also that the best thing that we've seen this season so far was that Jonathan was, or uh, Grandpa Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Grandpa was talking. Joseph Grandpa, whatever. (laughs) Grandpa was saying how he, uh, have you ever heard of a a third, someone being in three airplane crashes? And then Jotaro just says, I'm never going on an airplane with you again. (laughs) <laughs> and that was that was like the takeaway of that. Yeah, no, obviously that, that was, was like that was the most like logical thing that's ever been said on the show. Yeah. What are the chances of four plane crashes? I'm gonna. I would Very put high. Money, I would put money on a fourth plane crash this season. In fact, I think he can be involved in a plane crash even if he's not on the plane. Like a plane will crash into the boat. No spoilers here, by the way. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I will plead the fifth on the subject of uh, more plane crashes. There's going to be more. Pl- I know there's going to I feel it in my bones. There's going to be more <laughs> plane crashes. Wait, did it? He- hmm. He's trying, trying to remember. He's trying to remember how many more plane crashes there are this season. <laughs> Something like that. So the good thing is we now have a time frame. because We now know that this story is going to take place. In 50 days, because they yes. have to defeat Dio in 50 days. Yes. Or else the Holly growing out of Holly will kill Holly. <laughs> yes, right. You noticed that. 
was that the first thing you said is that is that holly growing out of her yeah which i mean that would have been clever as hell it uh it it sets up a very good formula for us to then sort of go into monster of the week format where it's just them traveling and then they meet a stand user and they fight them then they meet a stand user and they fight them they meet a stand user and they fight them. It's uh, it's, <laughs> right, it's gonna be a lot of that, but I think the battles are all delightful. So I'm, yes, it's it's a great formula because you come up with a different stand every time, and that completely colors the battle. And you can have like these long technical explanations about how the stand works. Yeah, and it's like in part three, they're like, okay, these are interesting. And in part four, it's like, all right, these are getting pretty wacky. And then in part five, it's like, what the f- fuck oh i can't wait <laughs> and you know with with all this information that they give i'm not going to remember the name of these stands because just like no it's like just too much i mean unless you know tarot cards i guess maybe but yeah like i like, do so i know how to pronounce hierophant i think it'll be way easier uh when they're bands it won't be easier because it's gonna give you the localized name <laughs> plus yeah it's like, it's like the band is not going to tell you anything about what the stand is or does. I mean, neither is the tarot right. card name. Right. So it's really the names really don't help at all. I yeah. can best remember like what the stand does because a lot of those are interesting. Yeah. You know, I was well into my 20s before I heard the word tarot said out loud and I just always said tarot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Und- understandably, it, it looks that way. And yeah. there's also a root by that name, so... Yeah, which I which I actually enjoy very much when it is fried, taro, not taro. Oh, I, I I was like I was like, are you talking about taro or carrots? <laughs> <laughs> I I can I bet when we see my mother later, if you can say what do you how do you pronounce those fortune telling cards? She, she will, will say tarot. She will come up with some way you wouldn't even think you could read the word. Mm, perhaps. But, uh... She'll call them, like, tarot cards. Mm. Or maybe she's never even heard of them. I don't know. But, yeah. um... Oh, so the other thing I was going to say about... St- oh, the fly. Uh-huh. So, oh, that fly stand. Which was such a coincidence, because they were just talking about the CC fly, and someone comes up with the fly stand, you know? And then they were also <laughs> flying through the air. Well, yes, Whoa! that's true. Which, which raised the interesting question, which is how fast was the fly moving when it was flying? Um, if a fly is flying in an airplane, yes, it's like that whole story. It's like I knew they would come up with some way to defeat them, but to defeat it, but I didn't know how it was. So well, the sta- it's so fast that a stand can't hit, hurt, hit it, but somehow when you sneak up on it with tentacles coming out of seats, that works fine. Well, because I think if it perceives an attack, it'll dodge it. So, like, when when they, when they he did the emerald barrage or whatever the fuck, uh, you know, he could see where the fly could see where all the little, the little beads But why were. can't it see where the tentacles are coming from? Because it mean, wasn't paying attention. It was, it was too late. It was distracted. It was like a surprise attack. Yeah, and I know that's a, that's a technique that they use a lot, but I just had it. It just seemed less, I know, you watch out this word that I'm using in JoJo. It seemed less plausible somehow. <laughs> it's a, it is a bug, sir. Yeah. It's, also not, it's also not really a fly. It was like a fucking rhinoceros beetle or some shit. Yeah. 
But actually, they do, because they say, like, if you want to, like, uh, kill a fly, you can't, like, actually smack it. You have to, like, what, you have to use some other technique to sneak up on it. So I guess it's that mm. same theme. Yeah. I just like how its thing was um, causing disasters and also ripping people's tongues out. It's just, that, <laughs> that thing really liked tongues. These fucking stands, I know you said they get more ridiculous and that these are like kind of cool and okay but like they're already kind of ridiculous yeah i mean yeah it's like random things just thrown together it's like what human being thinks of like let's give this person the power to create disasters and steal tongues i mean it's the power to have a have a bug that does those things right yeah it's like that's (laughs) kind of fucking wild the, the disasters and the tongues are just this old man's personal taste that's just yeah. what he wants to do with his funny bug. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and okay, also, I yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, like, I can understand the stand that's like, okay, it's got a sword, it looks like a knight, it, yeah, okay, that kind of kind of fits in, but, like, a fly, it's like, I don't know, it should be like, I don't know, dumping shit on people or something, <laughs> I don't know, it's something to fit in at least a little bit. But. Wait, I'm trying to think. Dung Beetle Stand. I don't remember Part 8 that well, because I was reading it while it was updating, so, like, my brain had all these monthly gaps. But I don't know why the words Dung Beetle Stand have me thinking about Part 8. There might... I have to go check if there is that. I would okay. love a poop stand. <laughs> Something to look forward to in five years when we're up to Part 8. <laughs> well, we're doing pretty good. We're already at Part 3. Yeah, it's just just a matter of when yeah, they but part three, part seven, the, and the then first they two part, part eight. This first two parts were extra short compared to the other parts, from what I understand. Yeah, and and part three is longer than the uh, other. In the late parts. Oh, oh that's but why I, they made the movie. Are we gonna do the movie after we finish part three, or are we gonna wait? The movie is of the first couple episodes of part four. Oh, okay. So we'll finish part. I don't four. know if we should finish part four. Or if you want to just watch. Maybe we do both. Maybe we do, yeah. like, a special extra-long episode where we talk about the movie or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, we still have to do that, so you just have to let us know when the I, I Yeah, I will let is. you know when it is an appropriate time. And, oh, that's, like, exciting. <laughs> even though we've mentioned it previously, you know, we just have to touch again on the hair hat or hat hair or whatever it's you call great. it. It's great. It's so mean, cool. My model, my theory that I'm working from here is that he has, like, you know, one of those visor kind of hats, which is sort of like the front of something ah. that's going around his hair. Well, um, see, the thing is, I I think he has already, but it was very short. But he does take his hat off a couple times. Oh, I'm going to ignore that that happened, and I'm going to say he uses a lot of hair gel and little decorations to decorate his gelled hair. Yeah, and the front is just like a like it's a gel. pompadour gel kind of thing, yeah. That's, I'm and, gonna, then there, and then this hair, he's got little barrettes. That's the reality that I myself am going to operate under. I think that's the reality. It's what I wanted. It's my reality. Well, regardless, you know, you guys can... You know, accept that it's a hat or not, but I'm going to rage against the hat. <laughs> that might be the title of this episode. Rage against rage. the hat? We'll see. Love it. So, I don't know. Is there anything else that... I, I mean, there's there's just so much going on, but yet I think part of the problem is a lot of the things are just so ridiculous that you can't even sort of talk about them. Yeah. 
because what are you going to really say? You just kind of have to sit back and and just accept it. Absorb it. Yeah, no, I think we're going to get to a point, though, where things are so stupid that we can be like, when this happened, and then when this happened, and then when they did this? Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking forward to that. Because you know what? We got, like, we were kind of getting into it a little bit with the, the Hamon and, like, that whole kind of like universe and now that it's like it's completely turned on its head and it's like pretty much a different show now mm-hmm. um so i think once we get used to like this version of the show i think it'll be a little better yeah we just gotta we gotta adapt i'll tell you my thanksgiving wish for the show is that they do every once in a while come back to somebody being cut in half because that you know that is something that i would miss if they've completely abandoned that yeah, I'm trying to, like, go over everyone they fight in my head and be like, who dies how? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that would be nice. That that, that would be a nice gift. And that speaking would hit of what, you just right. Yes. And by the way, it would be great if every once in a while they had a holiday episode. <laughs> or a holiday special. I would love a very JoJo Christmas or something. <laughs> right, that would be know. fantastic. This being a holiday kind of makes, and that's the problem that it doesn't really coincide, you know, with like particular, um, you know, seasons or everything, because that, that that would be just something. Again, that something that if this was made in America, you would have. Can I say? Can I say something? No, I would. It's a, it's I would a podcast. Have, I don't want I would, you to say anything. I would absolutely crush JoJo's Bizarre Passover. <gasps> Oh, it would be like the story of Passover, but Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. That makes my heart swell. If only we all, were, if only one of us were a good writer and we could just put that together. Are we going to make a fan fiction? I was going to say, are you implying I'm not a good writer? Well, you, no, he's, he's, he's you might be you the, on to do it. Yes, you might be the best of us at this point, but mm. I don't know if you would be up to that task or not. But at least you'll have a kind of like a plot line to follow. So that makes it a little bit easier. But yeah. it would be great if we could do an episode, like a special episode in the podcast of just kind of reenacting the. Moses the, has a. Uh, oh, I'm so delighted. We can have Moses fight the Pharaoh with their stands. Uh-huh. 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 Oh, this is good. We might have to work on this as a sideline. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop it and we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you guys. Yeah, we have about six months to work on it. Moses' stand would definitely be called Ten Plagues. Would it not be called Let My People Go? That's good, too. Yeah. The plague okay. would just be the things the stands can do. Yeah. Okay, okay. well, this is a long podcast, and, and we're talking about... the, the We're we're pretty much talking about a, the Rugrats Passover VHS, but with JoJo <laughs> now, so I think we should, like, stop. Yeah, okay. We're going to go... We're going to go... nothing like the Rugrats Passover. Thanksgiving podcast, and then we'll go eat some Thanksgiving. Um... Yeah, so everyone who's probably listening to this around Christmas time or or God. President's Day or something, enjoy the your Passover was so formative. Okay. That's like a core memory. Yeah. I, All gonna, right. I'm gonna put this on put it on later. Okay. Um anyway, this has been Sono Podcast No Sodome, the fate of that podcast. The perfect family bonding activity. 